Welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, where we explore the detail of what it really takes to achieve great success in the business of property developments and investments. Now let's get into this week's episode. And a very warm welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast. Nigel Green here from the Ecker Academy, and I'm absolutely delighted today to have with me on the podcast, Mr. Sam Cooper. Hi, Sam. Hi, Nigel. How are we doing? Very well, thank you. Very well. We're, uh, we've got some sort of storm coming in across uh, sunny Essex at the moment, and I think most of the UK. So um, we're just managing to keep all the trees vertical, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as long as your Wi-Fi holds out, we'll be we'll, we'll be we'll be all good. Absolutely. If we start getting a bit staccato, we know what's happened. But uh, I know for one, my wife will have on the to-do list picking the leaves up. I think at the weekend, so that should be uh, should be interesting. But thanks ever so much for uh, joining me today. It's been it's been one uh, podcast I've been looking forward to and to to learn a bit more about Sam and uh, kind of open the door into your your background, which should be fantastic. But I, I think for um, you know the people listening, would you would you mind just maybe introducing yourself and a bit about your background? Yeah, certainly by all means. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I'm based up in uh, up in Coventry, sunny, sunny Coventry, so right in the Midlands. Um, been, um, I suppose for, first and foremost, I'm a family man, so uh, got a, a wonderful fiance. Um, have to start getting used used to saying fiance because we've only really just um, yeah got engaged back in June. So it's quite, although we've been together for um, quite a few years, she keeps reminding me. Um, <laughs> it's taken a, little, taken a little while to get around to that, yeah. And then, two, yeah, two beautiful kids. And um, yeah, I always try and um, start off introductions with that because it kind of helps me to, um, obviously, it's kind of, that's that's what we're all here for at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, it's, that's what we're doing it for. It's for the family and, and you know, for the kids. So so for, first and foremost, family man. Been running my own businesses for probably the last 15 years plus, and then uh, transition transitioned into property. Probably, um, well, we started we started investing in about 2010. We, we were the typical kind of you know um, accidental landlords, and then uh, you know kind of continued to invest from there. So um, yeah, and then we um, had the experience of uh, joining a family business, uh, closing a business, uh, starting a new business scaling a business and then actually then selling a business uh, and then concentrating more on the property journey. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a whistle-stop whistle tour of me. I'm also a, a, a SAS trustee as well to the uh, to the family SAS as well. So. Absolutely. And you, you dabble a bit in the cars as well, don't you, from time to time? I do, yeah. So, um, yeah, a bit of a, a, bit of a petrol head, um, classic car enthusiast. So any time that I'm not um, doing anything to do with business, property or spending time with the family, uh, I go and hide in the man cave. <laughs> and um, yeah, tinker with uh, tinker with classic cars. I suppose that's my um, that's my release, if you like. That's the uh, yeah the way I go and just just hide myself away. Normally, when Strictly Come Dancing comes on, you you'll see me uh, you'll see me run across the uh, run across the drive to the garage. So. Absolutely, do the fox trot <laughs> to the garage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's, it's so surprising. Well, not surprising at all, actually, but it's very common that people start their introductions with the uh, the kind of family tone. Um, mm. I think for a lot of people, it's their it's their massive why, isn't it? You know, and you know, kind of why we we're doing this, and you know, what it's all about—the next generation—and uh, kind of enjoying the moment. And uh, yeah, I'm sure, Joe is uh, kind of counting down the days to when you guys uh, tie the knot. Tie the knot eventually. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to count away from the days. So <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But um, yeah. <laughs> 
Very good. <laughs> Congratulations, because you, you you only got engaged. Uh, well, it, it seemed like a couple of months ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, brilliant, fantastic. What what made you choose property as your your vehicle to wealth and future success? I think um, so. I have had an experience of running the the family business. So we had a uh, essentially we were a manufacturing company. So we were taking in we were um, sheet metal bashes really. So we we were buying sort of you know sheet metal and turning it into um, products for commercial vehicles. Uh, and that business, having the, having had the experience of running that business, um, there was so much stuff that was out of, outside of your control with that business. You know, it was literally. Yeah, you got no control really of of, of kind of the uh, the marketplace and um, you know whether customers came and bought and sold and all this sort of stuff. And then we were managing that business through the the financial crash of two thousand and eight. Um, for those that you were old enough to kind of remember kind of what what went on back then, you know, and if you were in business or in property at that time, you can probably uh, remember it was a um, a bit of a torrid time. But so we managed the business through that process and coming out the other side of it. I'd already got a couple of um, property. Yeah, we'd, we'd bought a property a bit later on, and, and kind of yeah, coming out to the side of it, I suddenly kind of realised that actually property was pretty resistant to um, yeah the, the the crashes and um, yeah the the ups and downs of the economy. And you know, everybody always needs a roof over their head. And you know, and quite often, what happens in these kind of you know downturns and recessions is actually that rents go up. So mm. I was actually looking at property as uh, almost like a hedge against. Uh, the economy and, and, a, and a, a store of wealth, I suppose. Originally, it was kind of my my pension fund, if you like. You know, every time we got some spare cash uh, from from the business, you know, we would we would kind of invest it. And when, when we hadn't got any spare cash in the business, we'd find a way of in, investing it into the property as well. You know, so store store of wealth and a bit of a hedge against um, uh, some of the things that were kind of going going on. Really, you know. So I suppose that was kind of our primary our primary driver. Yeah, I think very wise. Um, I mean, as we know, when things are a little bit turbulent, there's things are up and there's things that are down at the same point and they kind of yes. cross over somewhere along the journey, don't they? So absolutely having those kind of multiple streams there, you know, to cover what is a economic up or downturn wherever you are in that cycle, I think is mm. and and uh, you know, certainly with with property, um, it's something you can pass on to the next generation, isn't it? You know, yes. Yeah. You know, Obviously, trying Absolutely. to title, etc. Sometimes a business maybe isn't, you know, because if mm. you're the one in the business and you are the business, it you know it can be a bit. Uh, I think I think it depends on which business you're in as well, or what type of business you're in, um, you know, and how you know how susceptible that business is to uh, external factors. Because again, that's one of the things we kind of learned from the the the, the uh, sector we were in. Uh, so we were effectively, you know, selling products to the commercial vehicle world. So as soon as the um, yeah we we were kind of effectively our customers were people that were driving kind of you know, vans essentially so like yeah you know, like commercial vehicles so as soon as the economy kind of tanked yeah what does everybody do they well they stop making capital purchases they stop buying vans effectively so our customer base just kind of dried up almost almost overnight and so it's I think it's great to have I think it's great to be in business and you probably get much higher returns you know uh, than you would potentially from property. But it's kind of what type of business are you in, and and who are your, you know, who's your customer base, and 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 all thinking about all that sort of stuff, you know, and um, and I always like to think now if I'm getting involved in a business, is it, you know, what what sometimes be would be referred to as a as a bog roll business, and is you know, it's a business that essentially that you know you're always going to need, people are always going to need it, you know, and this is why I think from a property point of view, 
any business that I kind of go forward now is will probably be linked to um, property in one way or another. Uh, you know, to kind of maintain that uh, maintain that link up and down the um, uh, you know the the the, the link yeah you know, between between property really yeah the um yeah so i think i think this is worth bearing in mind you know there's a lot, i'm not saying i'm not saying property is any better or worse than business but it's got different attributes and as you say having those um, different income streams definitely helps so. absolutely and you're quite right you know um you know business revenue fluctuates depend upon demand doesn't it mm. and, and all sorts of other factors as well but people still need a roof over their head irrespective that's yeah. the thing so you've got that sustainability piece, mm-hmm. which is which is really good. Maybe tell us a little about um, something about maybe a key milestone or you know achievement that you've um, you've gone through in your your property journey thus far. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I mean, there's been there's been a, a few. Um, I suppose, obviously, you know, selling the selling the business in 2018 was um, was was pretty high on the milestone. That was something that we'd. Um, We'd actually set out to do in 2015. Uh, it just took a little while to actually get to that get to that point where we could actually um, sell the business. You know, we realised the business wasn't in, actually in a state where it was actually actually saleable. So we kind of took it. it probably took two or three years to actually kind of get it into a, um, that sort of shape. And we went through this kind of whole process of, of getting it. So we kind of got you know recurring recurring income streams, you know, cash flow cash flow positive cycle, with all this sort of stuff, you know, to actually get it to that position. And uh, you know, and, and part of that was, um, you know, surrounding myself with with, with other people that, um, you know, uh, were on a, a similar path or were, uh, you know, finding mentors that were a few a few steps down the road with that as well, you know, and kind of, you know, trying to trying to learn from other people that had kind of been through that uh, through that process. So definitely selling the business and getting into property kind of full time was definitely one of the milestones. And I think, um, uh, you know, after after that, a key milestone again for us was probably um, within the property side of things. Was um, you know we, we uh, launched our property management business in two thousand nineteen. So um, you know, so we are effectively a, a property management business and letting agency as well. So we uh, we you know launched and um, incorporated in two thousand nineteen. So again, another little uh, milestone. Yeah, probably. Not not long before we kind of went into lockdowns, which probably wasn't the best time to um, to start a business. But you know, <laughs> if you can survive those times, then you can probably survive a lot more going forward. You know, so <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, none of us know what's ahead of us, do we? That's the thing, and you know that that timing. But I, I also think you know if you can <clears throat> if you can get through a, a tough time. I mean, it's fair to say you know at the moment it's it's quite tough for a lot of people at this moment mm-hmm. in time. But just just knuckling down and you know really kind of you know look at all all aspects of your business and create as much efficiency as you possibly can yeah and goodness knows you know we we we're doing that uh, you know with our portfolio at the moment you know if 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 anything's inefficient it's been dealt with you know it's one yeah. of them and and I think that's, that stands you in good stead for when you when we come out of which are tough times let's say yeah. come out of tough times into kind of better times your engine is in like a you know yeah. like, like a Formula One car at that point yes. because you've done the efficiency measures through necessity. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, I think I think that's uh, yeah. It, it is one of those. It's, it's one of the features of business life or otherwise that we, we're going to have ups and downs, aren't we? Along the yeah. journey, and I, and I think those times, yeah, when times are good, there's that temptation to uh, well, not temptation, but kind of almost like a natural tendency to kind of you know things get yeah you get a bit of fat around the edges don't you and you sort of like you know you probably take on some stuff or you you agree to purchase things or that you 
yeah, you, you think at the time, oh, that's a good idea. But then obviously, yeah, I think that's why these downtimes are actually can actually be good for businesses because it's you know it's a good time to sort of reflect and go, well, actually, do we need that subscription? You know, do we need to be doing this? Do we need to, yeah, you know, how can we, as you say, drive efficiency in the business? So when you do come out the other side of it, as you yeah. say, you know, you're so so much leaner and um uh, more efficient that actually you become a lot more profitable uh, yeah. kind of going forward, you know. So totally, totally agree, yeah, absolutely. So on that point, we know that things don't always go to plan. And um, I'm just wondering if you could maybe take us through something that you've you've encountered unexpectedly, um, how you overcame that challenge. You know, it, it, it could be anything really. Yeah. I think um I suppose the biggest the biggest challenge we ever we've ever faced, I guess, in also in my professional life, I guess, is going going back to um the, the financial crash of, of two thousand and eight, I suppose, is where we um, you know, we'd, we'd got a business that was doing really, really well. You know, we were generating good profits. Um, you know, we had, um, uh, you know, got a team of about 25 people, probably, you know, 1.8 million turnover, something like that. You know, things things were going great, guns, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, the uh, the sales functions, all the, all the, the incoming sales just got switched off. It was literally like somebody turned the tap off, you know. And, and I kind of remember we lost about 40% of our sales in the space of probably – three to four months, something like that, you know. And so, you know, looking kind of back then, you know, I've obviously reflected a lot on on kind of what we learned from it. And I'm actually in the process of, of uh, writing um, you know, some, I don't know if you'd call it, a, call it memoirs or a blog or what, but I'm basically just putting out kind of lessons learned. I'm, so I'm kind of writing them as I, as I go along. I'm up to about 66, I think, at the moment of, of things that I've kind of picked out, you know. But I think, um, I think just kind of, you know, Thinking about kind of you know what, what were the most key things or key lessons I've learned um, from that are probably along the lines of um, uh, like looking out for change because you know there's, if, there's, if, there's, if there's one thing that's constant it's change and one of the mistakes I think we made when we purchased that business is essentially we we probably um, didn't structure the finance properly so actually although it was making good good profits we were paying majority of the money back to the bank to be perfectly honest. So we kind of hadn't got the the cash to be able to pump into the business to sort of develop the products and to be able to kind of do as much marketing as we probably wanted to do. So that was kind of a reflection, you know, um, on potentially what we, yeah, one of the challenges we faced. Um, and, and yeah, and, and that, that that whole point about cash flow, you know, it's it's and again, I've literally just kind of posted this out on a on a on a post today. I don't, I don't know if you saw it, but it was it was about cash flow, and, and you know, people talk about profit. Sorry, people talk about you know turnover. And um, and profit and really, you know, the, the the key metric anybody should be looking at in both business and probably personal life is is cash flow and having those kind of you know multiple streams um, of, of of income and those that cash flow. You know, pl- plenty of businesses you know survive for a long time without actually generating a profit, but because they've got the cash flow that they can you know keep keep surviving, you know, keep going with. So, um, yeah, so I suppose those are the, the kind of the key the key things for me is is, is Constant improvement, you know, constant development, um, yeah, making sure you're doing that, and um, and you know, your key metrics should be should be on the cash flow rather than the rather than the turnover. I, w- I would suggest. Absolutely, I, d- I remember some years ago when I was <clears throat> in the corporate world and uh, was working for a big, um, extremely large, probably one of the largest um, global uh, infrastructure companies, mm. and, and they were like trillions of dollar turnover companies, you know, and it, it sounded great, but. You've got, as you say, you've got to scratch below the surface. You yeah, just yeah. See what the actual cash position is, and uh, you know sometimes it wasn't that great. But uh, yeah, very impressive top line. But that's kind of vanity, isn't it? 
Yes, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are your plans for the future? So, um, so I think one of the things um, that I've always uh, reflected on, like I say, from those times, is is being able to surround yourself with people that are, um, you know, that have either been through similar sort of things to you, on the same journey as you. So, um, you know, so, so, so definitely we're looking to continue to grow the agency. So we'll continue to learn. We're looking at growing that through acquisition. Um, so we're looking to actually buy other uh, agencies to bolt onto that. Um, and actually being part of the, you know, the Equa, Equa group with yourself and, and Mark, it's kind of really, I suppose, lifted my horizons a little bit, if you like, as far as, you know, um, thinking about rather than trying to grow the agency by kind of adding one landlord at a time or one property at a time, it's how can we actually acquire other 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 agencies, you know, and um, you know, again, having that experience of, of kind of buying and, uh, oh, sorry, starting and, and growing and scaling a business. I know how difficult that is. So actually, you know, going out there and, and buying an existing agency and kind of bolting it on um, could be a, I'm not going to say, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be easy or anything like that, but it could be a, a least line of resistance, you know. And there's so many business owners out there at the moment that are looking to kind of retire and move on um, that, you know, I think there's huge opportunity in that. So that's definitely one side of it. And then, you know, um, predominantly, I know, you know yourself and Mark are operating, um, you know, in the, in the south. And, um, you know, it's, it's fantastic that, you know, we've been able to come together and, you know, um, provide a mastermind um, in the coming future in the Midlands as well. So I'm really excited to be um, looking forward to that. So, you know, um, hosting um, a mastermind with uh, with yourself and Mark, specifically for, you know, people that want to get into property and business that are based in the Midlands as well. You know, I think that, again, you know, if you're looking to, you know, um, surround yourself with, with people that are on a similar path, you know, um, that, that are maybe a couple of steps ahead of you, then I think that could be a fantastic opportunity for people as well. Absolutely, and and likewise, Sam. It's just a just a fantastic opportunity, and you know, and we don't do these things lightly as well. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know we tend to keep things quite close, and uh, you know, to have you on board is just incredible. So you know, really looking forward Appreciate to that, and that and that particular mastermind environment. You know, and just to see people, you know, come into the group, and sometimes people come in with a very clear clear vision of what they want to achieve, or sometimes mm-hmm. they come in with a I really don't know what I want to do. I know I want to move from here to here, but it's knowing what it is and to have that, you know, that accountability, I think is really key and lacking in some, some aspects, um, you know, in general life, you know, you you can plan to the cows come home, but if you're only accountable to yourself, that's, you know, that's strong enough. I mean, if you've got the strong, strong character to do, you know, generally speaking, just to be accountable once a month to, to a group of people that you get to, Mm -hmm you know like and know and you know become friends you know yeah. and, and it creates that um it creates that sort of yeah you know, safe sandbox environment where you can you know you can sit there and discuss things with people where you know you know it's not going to leave those, those those four walls um and you can you can ask them you know really difficult questions you know uh that you're kind of ch- that are challenging you at the moment you know the, the kind of questions and the kind of things that you can't go and discuss with your you know with your employees or your management team or yeah, or, or even if it's just you know maybe it's your, your partner or whoever it is that you're kind of you know the, the whatever issue is that you're that you're talking about. I, don't, I mean, I suppose we should caveat this and say we're not we're probably not that great on on marriage advice, <laughs> although we've uh, although we've probably got experience and knowledge of that. It is yeah more towards kind of business and um, but it's funny how the, some of that stuff comes up. You know, I know in the in the recent mastermind we were um, uh, down in uh, Surrey, you know, we were discussing 
the the SAS SAS pension. Yeah, we've got a family uh, a family SAS uh, pension that uh, both myself, my brother, and my sister are trustees of. And there were some really difficult questions now being asked. That now my father's passed on. Yeah, mm. there's some di- really difficult questions being asked about. Okay, well, what's the right route? What should we do? And to get the experience and um, feedback and thoughts from a group of people that don't have any axe to grind, particularly in your, um, yeah, you know, in your business or your life. You know, they'll just give you their completely open and honest thoughts. You know, it's so rewarding. It is so 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 good. You know, and I, and I know that you know having. You know, when I when I sold the business back in um, you know two thousand yeah two thousand thirteen sorry to, um, uh, yeah when I sold the business sorry back in two thousand eighteen you know I I know that I wouldn't have been able to sell that business if I hadn't been part of a mastermind program at the time because there were a couple of key people especially one of the guys that was running the business you know he'd been through a few acquisitions and um, and sales himself you know and I know that the knowledge and stuff that I gained from that. Yeah, there's just no way I would, you know, it's that whole thing about, you know, you don't know what you don't know, do you? And and unless, so unless you put yourself in the, in those places where you can learn um, from other people, then mm. how are you ever going to know this stuff? You know, um, it's, uh, yeah. Very much. And, you know, I, I run a <clears throat> mastermind in uh, in Essex and Markdown in Surrey, as you mentioned, and mm. very soon to have a, a, a lovely group in the, in the Midlands as well, which would be just incredible. But, but you know the, the takeaways I, I get, and I really enjoy that. Just one, one day, one day a month, to have the group together. But it's the candor, you know. It's the it's no holes barred candor, but for the but for the greater good. And there's you know there's anything from maybe somebody who's sharing a new logo on a website, you know, and they'll present it up, and they just want brutal honesty, you know, from from the group, and they get it, you know, and it's yeah. it's it's really good, and it's done in absolutely the positive way. Yes, yeah. you know we, we see joint ventures happening amongst mm-hmm. the parties as well, and so I mean that's that's testament to the uh, the type of people that are on the masterminds, which is just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. But it was just it was interesting when you were talking about you know the uh, the business acquisition opportunity, and that that probably came from the sorry mastermind in terms of the the thinking process of oh that's interesting because there was there was a gentleman there that did a. Uh, a business acquisition wasn't they quite a substance? Yeah, well, I think there's, um, I think there's been at least two, maybe yeah. three acquisitions that have gone on. Yeah, um, that I'm aware of. You know, Absolutely. on the within that sort of you know mastermind group. Um, <laughs> you know, and, the, and these aren't small sums of money. These are these are you know we're talking millions, millions of pounds of you know acquisition and being structured, structured, sorry, structured in a way that you know um, doesn't you know doesn't necessarily mean you need a huge amount of money. Kind of going in you know, because it's you know there's, there's lots of you know ways that these these deals can be financed um, you know kind of using vendor finance and deferred payments and, and all this sort of stuff you know so absolutely but just just moving from that to you know your your need to grow your business and 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 identifying it's not just another landlord at a time and there's different ways and yeah. and you know within weeks opportunities just presented itself and it, it's just it's just incredible isn't it how they how the planets do align when you've got that, you know, new learning, which is just fantastic. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, um, I'm not particularly kind of woo woo or anything like that. I don't know if that's the right phrase, but you know, I do, I do honestly believe that you know, um, yeah, you know, what you what you kind of put out kind of comes around, and in, in, in mm-hmm. yeah, the universe, the universe has a very strange way of, of delivering what you look for or what you ask for. You know, uh, and you have to be a little bit careful with that sometimes. You know that whole kind of thing about you know, be careful what you wish for. Uh, but no, absolutely, it's like you know, and and that's the point. If, if you if you're not aware of what's available out there, you know, if you're not if you're not putting yourself in these places that 
show you what's available and you know to, to bring you some inspiration then you know it's as i say it goes back to that how are you ever going to find it you know so yeah exactly. hugely valuable yeah very much so yeah a few, a few years ago um uh, a certain business partner of mine mark he um he asked me to uh to write a, a chapter in, in one of his books one of his many books yeah. uh, called um advice to your younger self and uh it wasn't necessarily my my thing, uh, I must admit at the time. But um, but no, I, I kind of got over it and I wrote this chapter and uh, it was just interesting. I didn't go all the way back to birth or anything. I kind of started at a reasonable point in my life. Yeah. But um, yeah, I wrote. I just wrote it, and I, you know, it just started with the first word on the first piece of paper, and this thing evolved, you know, to what is in the book today and. And I found that really quite inspirational, actually, the the whole process of doing that. Um, and, you know, I used it, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, to kind of educate my um, my children as well in terms of the, uh, you know, what dad has done in the past and yeah. his values and all those sorts of things. And I, I kind of got them, well, my, my two girls anyway, to, to proofread the uh, uh, my, my drafts. Uh, they did absolutely pull me apart, Sam, I have to say, in terms of punctuation and grammar. But, you know, the, the, for me, it was about trying to get the message across. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they came back and said, gosh, I didn't realise you did that. And blimey, I didn't realise you did this either. You know, it was one of those. So, so that was a real tick in the box for me. But <clears throat> if I um, maybe turn that question to you, you know, if you could give your younger self, say, one piece of advice, what what would it be? Yeah, it's great. It's an interesting question, isn't it? To sort of think back, and if you'd um, had, if you go back and give yourself some advice, I think, I think for me, thinking it purely from a, I suppose, a, like a finance and business perspective, um, I think, it, I think for me, it's to probably, uh, I suppose, just educate myself from a, a business and, and finance point of view from an from an earlier age, and what I mean by that is, you know, I, so I. I um, I started off in in blockbuster stores. Do you remember, do you remember then? Again, I'm showing my age here, but but you know, by the age of 21, I was I was managing blockbuster superstores. That was kind of my route. So I'd gone into retail, um, you know, uh, quite early on. And what I, uh, yeah, and, and coming out of those stores, I I thought that I knew what business was about. You know, I thought I kind of yeah, because I'd managed these stores successfully for, for for a few years. You know, I kind of thought, oh, well, this, this business thing's easy. You know, I can go off and you know. And then fast forward a little while later, you know, I'm then dropped into a, a family a family business, and said, right, you know, here's here's the business, kind of let you know, get on with it, manage it, you know. And all of a sudden, you realise, you know, you don't know half as much as what you thought, you know. And it's a very humbling kind of experience, you know. Um, so, yeah, and that, and that kind of was my first kind of realisation about kind of systems and processes, because you know, you know, blockbuster video stores—they're almost like the McDonald's effect. It's like they take sort of 16, 17 year olds and drop them into places, and they can. They can run these, you know, multi-million pound sort of places, you know. So, so I think that, and then um, I suppose my next kind of learning was probably around the age of kind of thirty-four. Um, somebody handed me a copy of Rich Dad Poor Dad, okay, and I read that book. And I know that book gets kind of you know thrown around a lot, um, as far as you know, and, and quite rightly. So, you know, I, I really honestly think it should be given to kids in schools to be, you know. And so I kind of got this. I always think back and, and think. How on earth did I get to the age of say 34? Okay, I'd managed you know multi-million pound stores or, or you know, like a, how, how to multi, you know, manage multi-million pound businesses through through blockbuster stores. 
I'd been to university and got an engineering degree, and I'd been manager family business for a few years. And I didn't really understand the fundamentals of, of kind of how money works, how how economics work, you know, how kind of even almost how business works. So I think that that key learning for me is I think I wish somebody had handed me a copy of the uh, of Rich Dad Poor Dad when I was like 18 and said, right, read that. That's kind of part of the part of the curriculum. And I always and I always, I kind of always think back and then kind of go, yeah, but if somebody had you know, handed me at 18, would I have actually read it or taken any notice of it? And the answer to that is probably no. <laughs> so I think I think just starting that kind of whole education process about kind of you know what goes on in the real world from a, from from a finance and business point of view at an earlier age would be so valuable, you know. Um. <laughs> and yeah, you know, with my children, I mean, they're probably softly following what um, what I'm doing, but um, yeah, the, the audible was a revelation really in terms of that particular book. Right, uh, and I, I listened to it on Audible, and my, my children have done the same. So it's yeah. uh, technology. But, but I think what I think what you're doing with you know, your kids and hopefully what's, you know, um, what my kids are seeing as well is that we're, we're out there doing it every day. You know, hopefully they'll, yeah, they, they won't listen to what we say to them, you know, because who does, who listens to their parents? You know, there's that, there's that old saying, in fact, it's a saying that my dad always used to um, have, you know, and, um, and I, you know, and it, and it always sticks with me. It says, um, at the age of 18, you can't understand how stupid your parents are, or you can't, you can't believe how stupid, how stupid your parents are. And then by the age of 21, you can't believe how much they've learned in three years. Absolutely. <laughs> and it, and it really, that really sticks with me because it's kind of, it's just that kind of growing up process, you know? It's yeah. like, you know, how, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but hopefully, but they, so, so, so the point is that, you know, the kids probably won't listen to what you say to them, mm. but they'll follow what you do. You know, they'll look and see what you're doing. And, you know, um, and hopefully, hopefully some of it might rub off with a bit of luck, you know? That's it. That's it. Absolutely. You know, and, and, ups and downs with children as well in terms of you know they, they hit kind of low spots and what have you and they come running don't they and it's some, sometimes yeah. those sort of times help to build them as well mm. a bit more guidance maybe consider this maybe consider that and just uh just get them back on track but uh, yes that's certainly mm. a journey certainly a journey i mean um yeah i mean sam how how can people follow you or get in touch yeah, I'm pretty pretty active on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. So um, yeah, you can find me on just just search for Sam Cooper uh, Coventry, and on on Facebook you'll find me um, again on on LinkedIn. Just uh, yeah, by all means, just drop me a message if I can help support with anything, either from a property business you know um, point of view, um, you know, um, or even from a, like I say if, if you're interested in you know if you're if you're Midlands based, interested in you know having a chat about the mastermind, then by all means um, reach out. More than happy to have a chat. Absolutely, super, super excited about that. Um, that Midlands Mastermind, I must admit, and you know, great to have you on board. And it's just going to be wonderful as we kind of grow that platform around the UK, which is just going to be incredible. So, yeah. so thank you for that. Really looking forward to it. When when is the next event? So we're starting in uh, January. So we're launching launching January. So it's um, so we're just doing some um, uh, you know. Got the, obviously got the marketing kind of going out and stuff at the moment, you know, having conversations, getting people on board, getting people signed up. But yeah, um, aiming to launch um, uh, January. Fantastic. And if people are just inquisitive, just give you a call. Yeah, just drop us a message, give me a call. Yeah. Um, we can arrange to have a chat. So uh, yeah, by all means. Amazing. Yeah, New Year's resolutions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, there's never there's never a better time to start, isn't it? When yeah, when you've sort of sat down over Christmas and you know had that bit of t- hopefully had a bit of time out, you know, and you kind of contemplating life you know how are you gonna you know did you achieve what you wanted to achieve in in you know 2023 
you know, uh, what's going to be different in 2024? You know, how are you going to make that difference and, um, and, and move things forward? You know, so um, yeah, so I think it's a great time to kind of reflect. And then if yeah, if it's right for you, then um, give me a call and we can uh, yeah, we can have a, a discussion about it. Like I say, it's not it's not right for everybody, and we can we can have that chat and see if it's see if it's the right fit. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to it. Really excited to uh, uh, to get that going. You've been listening to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, Nigel Green for the Echo Academy, and uh, here today with Mr. Sam Cooper. Thank you very much, Sam. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, Nigel. Really appreciate it. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you would like more inspiration, why not join our Facebook group, Property Developers and Investors, or visit our website, www.equaacademy.co.uk.